2: I am Emily Wood from Wellington, Florida. And I'm Kayla Benny from Ocala, Florida, and you are listening to the monthly breeding and horse sales episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 22nd. This episode is a special episode of Horses in the Morning every fourth Thursday of the month, brought to you by Total EquiHealth. Good morning, horse world.
1: You made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning. That means it's time to talk sales and breeding. (gasps) Uh, uh, Of horses, that is.
2: Well, it's the fourth Thursday of the month, and you know what that means. Emily and I are back again, this time with Klaus Schengber, We've already had him on the show, but this time we're going to chat with him about getting your foal ready to be handled in hand, whether it be for a breed inspection or a competition and what makes or breaks being a good handler at these events. And we also have some big, exciting new updates about the podcast that you definitely don't want to miss out on. So tune in. Emily, how are you?
0: I'm good girl. It's so, so nice to be back chatting. I'm so excited about our guest. I am like myself, uh, wondering what the norm is for this handling of the babies. I know having some babies myself, it can be a little exciting there in the beginning. (laughs) So I'm wondering if there's some streamlined, you know, training that that can happen. Like
2: tips and tricks for sure. (laughs) Well, okay. So in the head, I know Klaus pretty well, and he is a magician when it comes to handling foals like he makes he brings out the best qualities in them. And what's really great about him is he doesn't know these foals. You know, he just gets handed them and they say, hey, here's this rank foal that I just pulled out of a field and decided to bring to this show. Um, It's never been handled have at it, and he can make it trot, like oh look gosh. like it's floating on air, and just like, you know, how to stand properly. Like, how do you get a fold to stand? I know. <laughs> no, I'm
0: just like, this is fantastic. I'm going to be taking notes. I want, so. I'm definitely not a uh, minor. minor Mine were not, I mean, they were handled, they're always handled, but I'm always impressed when people take them to the inspection so early on and they're ding, 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 going around with their little braids. I'm thinking, "Eh." (laughs) going to and from the paddock is a little dicey. (laughs) I don't know about getting on the trailer and going to a new location and handing to a stranger. No, I can't wait. I'm excited.
2: Well, and he's always the one. So, like, I've helped um, at the Young Horse Show uh, Championships down in Tryon. and we, I've worked the jump shoot with him and he does all the in-hand stuff before. And it's really similar to like what you'll see at um, like the young event horse stuff or the dressage at Devon when they do the in-hand stuff or the when they do the hunter uh, breeding part of it, you know, at Devon. Yeah. And um, so they, they walk them and then they jog them. And they're doing this from anywhere from a yearling up to three, um, actually four. Uh, Four, you know, you expect them to be pretty well-versed. They're being ridden by then, whatever. But the yearlings and things like that, you know, they're coming straight out and like – The program, the Young Horse Show, at least, is there to promote breeders. So it's a lot of breeders bringing their stock um, and getting them used to show lifestyle and and things like that. And to watch Klaus work his magic, you know, he gets handed this poor creature that has just been drugged out of a field, uh, been living its best life. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to bathe you and braid you. And. You know, OK, maybe some people do a lot more prep work, but a, a lot of the times, you know, they'll pull them in like a week before, start handling them and then load them up on a trailer, drive to North Carolina. And uh, and he just he's a magician when it comes to like they walk, they walk with an even cadence. They are trotting in hand, Um, you know, even if they play, he kind of lets them play. And he's like, all right, let's just carry on now Um and <laughs> just have this big massive step meanwhile I'm just doing the jump shoot and I'm exhausted by the end of the day and I don't have to run with the creatures
0: (laughs) I know and they're just not all perfectly tame and and some people like you're saying are coming out of literally the fields with their moms or they've just been weaned and I mean I am familiar with with baby horses with young, uh, a <laughs> few months old, few weeks old, I, I know all about it. And I'm just always fascinated. I'm, I've i taken some customer horses over the years to some inspections uh, with their mama still nursing. Yep. So you at least have mom to control who has yep. full mastery of all the signals <laughs> and an understanding of what is potentially happening. But that's uh, always enamored me to see the the babies and the handlers. I can't wait to hear from him. That's so cool.
2: Oh, well, how's everything else been? How have you, how's Welly World?
0: Welly World is good. It's uh, hot uh, as I was expected. Say, are you still
2: hot? Because I'm <laughs> still roasting and I'm ready I for know. fall.
0: <laughs> I know, but it's like hot all year round. So you're kind of like, yes, it's hot, but it's either like hot or hotter. So, you know, <laughs> it's true. We don't have like a concept for cold, really. So, we're, you know, it's a little bit swayed, but yeah, it's we haven't it hasn't been crazy on the rain which is up for debate whether that's a good or a bad thing this time of year but yes it is warm um I'm not complaining because I'm excited to just be out and working the horses but I will be looking forward what do we have another month and then we'll be fine
2: yeah and you're on the same time schedule there in Ocala Yeah. Don't remind me. I'm, I'm, I'm a little ready for, you know, to wear, I wear long sleeve shirts to protect myself from the sun, but I'm ready to wear like a long sleeve shirt with a vest. I (laughs) I don't need to go, I don't need to go full like winter jacket. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I'm ready for, you know, to be basic and have my pumpkin latte. Actually, I don't like pumpkin lattes, but like that that idea. (laughs) (laughs) It felt good though. It did. I felt really good too. Everyone (laughs) understands. Everyone knows what,
0: yeah. It's more a feeling less than the actual latte, pumpkin latte. It's so funny. Uh, I know what you mean though. It's seasonal. Uh, And I haven't been showing uh, yet so much. Uh, None of the horses have, we're kind of gearing up for pre-circuit. So, it's yes, nice and also exciting this time yeah. of year as things get busier. People are coming down. I've, I have had a lot of people in town shopping, which is lovely. It's always a full-time job. It feel, it's. I mean, sure, it's like we had this discussion before. It's similar like this in Ocala now. Uh, it, it, there's just so many barns and so many horses that somebody literally can fly in and you can set it up like they just flew to Germany or something yeah. to go shopping. And no, you can stack it all up.
2: It's really exciting. I think Florida has definitely become a hub for horse sales uh, like that. It's like, you know, a little bit more of like that European shopping trip, Uh, you know, except for you don't even have to pay that uh, giant airfare. And actually, um, I actually just caught up with Klaus the other day and he had the other uh, inspector and handler for the Oldenburg Verband was here from Germany and I was asking him, you know, what his opinions were of the of the horses in the States. And he goes, you don't have to go to Europe anymore to buy good horses. They're yeah. here. Um, he goes, yeah. you know, Germany is actually going to have to figure out how to change up their program because America has finally caught up to them. So, I mean, that's really exciting to hear from from a European standpoint, you know, uh, that we are getting getting that lineage in we've caught up we don't have to go to Europe quite as much i mean not to say that the the one thing that stands out in europe is you can literally fly in land and you see 20 horses within the day where here everything's spread out but i think that's what's really nice is florida's turning into that experience you can land drive around and you know see 50 60 horses in a weekend if you wanted to
0: yeah, totally. It's crazy. And there is really, really good stock. That's interesting to hear that. I I have that same kind of assessment, just sales wise, you're starting to see a lot of heavy hitting horses with good papers coming up through the ranks, <clears throat> excuse me, jumpers, derbies, and it, it was not that way. 15 years ago or so, we, we had not caught up. We were, we were still breeding, you know, yep. <laughs> like whatever. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about, about the horses. They're, they're all lovely, but, but some of them <laughs> yeah, can do some more are than, nicer others. than others. <laughs> yes, and some of them are, are, are anatomically and confirmationally challenged because yep. of their breeding and they can do only do so much So that, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that and been surprised. Yes. The big operations and then even some of the smaller ones, that are breeding more of a hobby breeder, I guess you would call it if they cross those bloodlines correctly, they're, they're legit. It's, it's definitely a, a a time of growth in our sport in all the equestrian sports, I think.
2: Yep. Definitely. Have you been showing up there? Um, so my big, my big horses, so Doki and Kensington, um, they finished out the summer circuit at WEC and, um, you know, Doki jumped around his first Grand Prix and then Kensington did his first uh, 130s, which is always so exciting when you get a horse. that's like oh. fresh off the boat as a four year old and then uh, take him all the way up through the levels from, you know, jumping cross rails to 130, which is very exciting. But they are on break. And uh, just coming back into work, and we'll look into doing a pre-circuit, like, so uh, November and December, there's two weeks at WEC. So they're still, I haven't jumped them yet. And uh, they had three weeks off. But I took Miss Millie, the little hedge-jumping foal, to her first competition's. And so she went and did a schooling show over at the local venue, Sweet Dixie, which is just fantastic for getting young stock out, um, keeping it more affordable and you get to do multiple rounds and they have it set up like a show. I mean, they've got banners, the jumps are decorated, they've got music uh, the warm-up's kind of small, so you have to be able to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> Staring is required. <laughs> which is a little hard when you're on a four-year-old that has not uh, been in that atmosphere before. But the interesting thing with little Miss Millie, who's always been so confident, which I, I think kind of translated you know, from her jumping the hedges uh, independently at uh, three weeks old. But she goes slower. When she's unsure of things, which is not a normal reaction that I'm used to. I'm used to flying around, uh, ups, you know, getting like kicked sideways, you know, yeah. unseated or you're riding the brakes the whole time. Cause they're like, ah, oh, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And nope, nope. I'm like kicking her, tapping her with the whip. She's like, I go this fast and only this fast. And we are going to soak it all in, uh, but she she uh she won her little point sixty division the other oh. day, which I was like, I'm pretty sure we just made that kid on the pony cry. But, um, <laughs> those are hard I, to win. I know. Those I pony
0: kids really, go fast. You got to be ruthless. Really, to take those ribbons from those kids?
2: I was really proud of myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, really. I was gonna say congratulations. You're you're turning turning tight if you're people in that division. Well, for
2: sure. it was it was like I think. At that height, I, I honestly don't know. I just go in and jump. But I think at that height that the schooling show they try not to encourage them. So it's like closest to optimum time.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, it was
2: whatever that round was. But I was like, that means I went not too yeah. fast but yeah, not too slow
0: a nice polite a polite <laughs> win
2: not yes. an aggressive win yes so yeah. don't uh, want to make all the kids cry i know i uh, they were probably gonna make me cry if i if it was a speed class oh oh i know <laughs> i know
0: i feel like that whenever i'm jumping some of the little horses at weff and stuff because you see like like the nums kid was in there yep. a couple of the other um a couple of the other little Irish kids that run so fast. And I mean, you either have to decide to not be competitive and just go <laughs> normal. And if it's, a, if it's like that in optimum time, then you can politely win. Or you're just like, you know, I don't care if you have pigtails and you're six. <laughs> like I'm, I'm coming out here and we're going to win this. And you have to just shamelessly run and do all of these ho- horrifying inside turns. And you're like, oh whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they're on like ponies
2: that go like mock 5,000 and can basically just get their legs out of the way oh yeah you know? <laughs> it's
0: hard to beat them you have to be very determined well,
2: it's like a uh, Aaron Vale's kid is uh competes against some of my I've like my working student I let ride one of my young horses uh over at Weck and I'm like there's absolutely no way you're gonna beat that because she just <laughs> did that inside turn that like yeah. isn't there on a real um, pony jumper yeah and so you're gonna swing wide, and you're just gonna yeah be polite. Just go yeah. around and just give her the best possible ride you can. And I was like, it's not about winning these little classes. It's about producing a horse to go out and win. Yes, whatever their version of big class is, you know, that can be a Grand Prix or a meter or whatever. But like, let's produce them for that, not to to win the point sixty or point eighty, unless that's their big their big, uh, final, that's their championship. Round. Then they can go. And then can we are going it. to make those little kids cry. <laughs> burn and burn baby.
0: I, I, it's, it's crazy though, right? You watch them go and you think there's no chance.
2: Yeah, no, they're,
0: they're, they're so fast on those little ponies and they're kicking and flapping. And you're just like, all right, well, my customer is going to be irritable if I don't come out with the, something. So <laughs> with a ribbon. Yeah. Oh Lord. That's great though. Congratulations. That's so
2: fun. Yeah. It's so rewarding with those young guys. Yeah, bringing them along. And uh, it was exciting, too, because we got to take um, Millie's owner. Her personal horse uh, ended up being a, a four year old that we just purchased a little while ago. So we took him as well. And we just the four year olds got to have their outing. And it's equally as exciting to me to do that than to, like, you know, take Doki over and do like the future pre or his first Grand Prix. I'm like, you know, I I have just as much of a good time. Doing the point sixties on my baby horses, as as that sometimes more fun. You're like, yeah, we're doing things. She just jumped her first oxer.
0: I know, I know, and then you're telling people she this is the first time she's never done this before, and they're like, okay,
2: yeah, they're like, wow, cool. <laughs> I know, <laughs>
0: and it's the very basics, but when you're living it and you're the one doing it, it is just yep. the most ecstatic so moment, exciting, yes, so
2: exciting. So, and I see some of your horses are gearing up. I am drooling over one of your horses, by the way. Oh, uh, really? the the cute little bay that goes boing.
0: <laughs> oh yes, that's hipster. Yes. Yeah, you would like him. You would definitely like him. I was like, he's that's fun. That's mine. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's got a ton of scope. Uh his full brother jumped up to the 145s in Europe, although they were both uh bred in the US um by uh VDL Vancouver and out of a Restel mare, which was Swedish. And then one was the one brother was exported and then had the 145 career oddly. Speaking of the breeding thing, uh, but he's cool. He's he's hot, hot though. I he's ten now and he's going to be stepping up and jumping some little bigger classes. I'm just you would love him. You would ride him great. I'm just. Buddy, we don't have it all together to put on a kid (laughs) or somebody else, do we? We're just like 50-50 with the the decisions. Good ones and not so good. He jumps. Just hang on. (laughs) Literally, it's a white knuckle ride. If you're cool with that and I put him in a plastic bit and it's just like, look, you can pull and irritate him and still go fast or you can not pull and go fast and not irritate him. Yep. but you're going to go fast. So <laughs> you should probably stop pulling. Yeah. Just let go and just go. Just go. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't know. I the other his brother did make a nice junior amateur horse. Um <clears throat> he's a bit older. I think he's had two kids now. Yeah. I think he's moved down to 125 or so. So I'm just I'm waiting. He's cool though. You would love him. Anytime you come down, you oh should jump. Oh my god. For fun. I'm going
2: to have to. I think uh I like I see you post videos all the time and I'm like a stalker and I'm like, <laughs> I think so every time funny. you post something, I'm like, I love him. Oh, I like him, you know? And I'll yeah. be like, she's like, wow, she's stalking me. And I'm like, no. well, we've already, I'm My self-proclaimed stalker.
0: It's okay. <laughs> I, know. I do. I, I was on your page today.
2: Oh, uh, no,
0: he's <laughs> cute. And he, I, and he is owned by a partnership. I think he's going to be a bit of a slow burn, and he can take that time. He does do some lessons sometimes with the better riding kids. He just—he's not a deadhead clearly, and it he doesn't damn, look
2: like it. But that's what I like.
0: You would like exactly. Yeah. You would like that. He's yeah. one of those that doesn't really trot. It's like he's so <laughs> excited. I mean, he'll trot if he's by himself. But you get to the horse show, and it's like one of those Pasafinos. He's like, da, 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 and you're just like, all right, man, we're just gonna canter, huh? We're just he's like, yeah, that's
2: that. probably yeah, better. <laughs>
0: yeah, just, so cool. just let go and go as fast as you possibly can, little man. He's cool. You have to ride him when you come down. Yeah. You will love him in person, too. He's a funny little
2: dude. <laughs> I love the personality, too. He's like, I've got this. It's fine. He does. He's going, he's going yeah. to the
0: other side, you know, with or without you type thing. <laughs> It's just, you know, how just fast
2: you get on, say, say your Hail Marys and like, yes. you're
0: like, all right, forget the trot, just pick up that canner and just, it, it's not going to get any better. You know, you can <laughs> try to flat all day long, but he's definitely one. Of, I've not encountered a lot of horses that you kind of just throw out the trot or yeah, you know, the flat work. You're kind of thinking, all right, this is, this is a bit of a handful at the other gates, but he's just one of those. Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, we should probably get to Klaus. Yeah, And I'm so excited. You'll love him. Oh, my God. You're going to geek out on him. (laughs) I can't wait. All right. Well, we need to get to our first guest, Klaus Shangber, who is from High Point Hanoverians. Um, He also has his own import business from Germany and German extraordinaire. He's been on the show before. He really needs no introduction. He's the silver fox. Um and the handler extraordinaire. He works at the young horse shows. Just a little quick highlight for everyone. You are the breeder of Millie the Philly, my little four-year-old uh hedge jumping foal.
1: That's right.
2: You you brought her into this world. You made it happen.
1: Yes. <laughs> I did. So,
2: and you did you did miracles. Um so but We're going to have you on today. You're going to talk to us about handling. uh, I've worked with you at the Young Horse Show uh, series doing a lot of in-hand stuff. You do a lot of the, you know, making them trot beautiful, uh, standing square, which I don't know how you do with young horses. So um, what are some tips right off the bat that you can tell listeners that might be wanting to get their foals or their yearlings, two-year-olds, ready for this sort of thing.
1: The tips to stand them up. Yeah, I mean basically, I mean basically, daily handling works great. So um, I think what works best is even just uh, with turnout to maybe stop in between. Just make sure your young horse will stop with you and maybe play a little bit with standing it up. I mean, uh, low pressure. You don't want to wear them out and just kind of nonchalantly, just make them get them used to walking forward and then halting and waiting for a while. I mean, that's basically, uh, that's how you start. So, um, so when you get to a showground, it's not a foreign concept to them to actually stand someplace for two minutes. So that's what I do. Yeah.
0: And just for a refresher for everybody, what are the ages that are available to bring these little wild people with no training to the horse show? They can go with their mother. I know as we as uh, yeah. under six months so, or so. Yeah. What are the age groups?
1: Uh, for the young horse show, it's uh, actually we don't show forwards, but uh, for uh, regular in hand shows, it is. Folds through, I mean, they go through all the ages, depending on the category they're going in. But the most popular ones are folds through three-year-olds, three- and four-year-olds, I would say. Uh, By the time they are five, you know, I probably wouldn't bother anymore. But there are certain classes, like mayor classes, uh, where they are shown later. So.
0: Okay, so um, there's plenty of opportunity to bring them. Oh, yeah. And condition them so that they're used. It's like being a little horse show. I I have done a little bit of breeding myself. I have not done all the inspections. I've had a a couple of customers over the years that have gone, but it is always really, really impressive to see. I went with a friend, actually, up to Uh uh, Ocala, to y'all's neck of the woods, uh, Kayla, and saw the younger horses. But it was just, wow. I mean, this is an actual conditioning Mm -hmm. process. They're they're little show horses, but in hand. Getting braided, going to the stall.
1: Yes, the thing is that um, with the showing in hand part, I think some people overdo it. I would probably pick an age in which I would show my hand, my horse in hand. I had shown horses from foal four through uh, four-year-olds. I mean, they these people went to every show, and by the time the horse was ridden, and you know, with the young horses, basically you can either carry a whip. Or you have somebody behind you to get the horse forward to get the most out of it. So what happens a lot is that these uh, career in hand horses, which at the end, in the long run, does not work. Uh, but they're not happy. Them. No, they're kind of paranoid because they're in the ring and they're expecting somebody behind them. Chasing <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, they're That's like, terrifying you know, to think of that. They like yeah.
1: haven't been here. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, yeah. they've been chased. So they go in <laughs> and they eyes are going and <laughs> Happened, what just happened? Oh but no, oh. we figured it out. So, if I had to show anything in hand, folds it's a hit or miss. Now, I, I skip polls yearlings, I don't like to show yearlings because you can't show them in the bridle. And, uh, yeah, there might be your know, nice little poopsy horse at home, but they go to a show and <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, I don't, me personally, I don't love to show yearlings, I love to show two year old mares so and maybe two year old stallions. And I I think I would probably pick one year to show my horse in hand and maybe do it three times, just not to get them paranoid. I mean to get them used to a ring is one thing, but to go in the ring and be chased mm, can work against you. So wow. I and I would recommend pick a year, two years, whatever, just don't make it a career. And people that organize these in-hand shows, probably gonna, they're probably going to murder me for saying it. But <laughs> at the end of the day, that is, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and that's kind of what, what it comes down to.
0: Well, you get to see them as they're developing on into their later careers. So it's similar. I do jumpers, but I look at the young horse jumper classes, and I think, okay, this is a lot for a four- and a five-year-old to jump around at meter 15, meter 20. What percentage can really do it? And then the ones that do it, what percentage of those are jumping in your night classes at 9, 10, 11, 12? And there's that same thing. You think, you know, some of them can. but And I saw that when I went to the young horse show. I thought... (laughs) Man, I can't even come here. My horses are like out in the field, their hair is all over the <laughs> place. Everybody is sun bleached, they got feathers and whiskers. And they're these, like you're saying, career and hand folks. And these yearlings are show groomed and right. lost. It their- it's
1: fine, I mean, they benefit out of it. Maybe it's yeah. just you know, if you, you if can over year, I mean, kick him out, you know, as two year olds, whatever. You know, yeah. that wouldn't, it, it shouldn't be, oh, it's the New Year's rolling around. Let's get ready for the hand hands. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So, no, I, I I don't like it. The Young Horse Show, however, is a bit of a different story because we don't actually trot them in hand. We stand them up and walk them in hand. So, And then they get turned loose. So it's all at liberty, which they still see the showground, the ring, and it's at least on their own terms. And they get less paranoid that way, I have to say. Then if you trot one in hand and and you, and you get chased, so that I think actually does work. It all depends huh. on you know the the situation and the setting.
0: So that would so. be somebody somebody if they had a young horse they were breeding their mares in full, maybe and they're making plans. I know it's exciting with the new baby and you can't oh, really. really ride them until they're four and five and showing and all this. So you can see where people would get excited about a, a perpetual on hand, but that would be your advice is to pick uh, a goal and age and prepare for that and just do the one presentation or a couple at that yeah, age group. But
1: also when you show folds, the best age to show them in is probably three months because by that point, they look probably their best as folds and, um, like, our mar- let's say we have a March fold and we're going, with, and we you know, Devin is coming around and we're like, oh, let's take our fold to Devin. Well, by the time you go in the ring and you look at your fold, then you definitely realize that you're probably two months past your prime here. So they just <laughs> don't look that good anymore. Kind of I know all I, about
0: that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, no, I wouldn't waste my no money if I had one born in late May, June, and Devin comes around and it is really all you know, the great mind and the good mom. You don't want to take a you know most of the times the mares are pregnant, so I don't. I wouldn't want to stress them either.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, you just, you know, pick your times. I more than once I've been in Devon with a five-month-old. I'm thinking, why am I here?
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> you awful. You know,
1: worst feeling ever. Then you have to be a good sport and say to your other people, "Yes, you one fair and square because I look pretty bad here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! They do sometimes. They just grow funny, which was that surprised me. With some of them, I could just tell at a very young age that they were already being stalled and managed yeah. as show horses at that young age, yeah. and that was different to me. I'm not. I wasn't used to seeing all that. It was. It was different.
1: Yeah. But otherwise, for people showing in hand? I think a lot of people like for the handler now, I think uh, they make it a little bit more about themselves rather than showing off the horse. So by the time they get to the ring, they already have for clamped and they, they think, Oh, <laughs> I look bad. I look fat. I'm short. I'm whatever. All these things hit you rather than to just walk in with the horse, stand it up. You know, I mean, big thing for me is, which is like my pet peeve. I mean, you get your morning classes. And I think every handler should at least walk in confident and look at the judge and say, good morning. You yes. know, I mean, some don't, and you don't have to suck up to them or anything. Just at least say, good morning, smile, be relaxed, do your thing. Rather than being like all uptight and going, Oh, this horse needs to stand here. They're young. They may not. I mean, you go to Devon and it's windy and it rains and the flags are going up to the Dixon over. They may not want to stand there. You just kind of pick your battle and turn it uh, whichever way you have to for them to maybe uh, look at something and, and just stand there for long enough so the judge can do their job. So I think it's more about being relaxed in the ring as for the handler too.
0: Yes, and they do professional handling, handling right? If I know some clients have shipped off to the events and yeah. you hand off to a handler. Right. And yeah. so that's. But I mean, a lot more...
1: of people want to do it themselves, and people ask me, "Can you teach me how to run?" Well, for some people, <laughs> there's not a stick big enough that I can hit them enough. <laughs> to make it go. So I mean, yeah. you know, not every it, every, you know, I'm reaching my age right now, where I probably shouldn't do it either. You know, you know, I, I mean, I used to be faster. I can still do it, but you know, <laughs> it's just the there is a time, and then certain people probably yeah. shouldn't.
2: Now. Know. When you run with with the horses, like, okay, so I know that some people probably shouldn't be running, but if you're trying to practice, so are you trying to do the biggest step that you can do to accentuate them doing their biggest step, or how do you show them off? Um, well,
1: the thing is, it's, a, it's different from horse to horse. So basically, I start off just, let's say, in the indoor next to the wall. And then uh, I have somebody behind me making a little bit of noise so the horse picks up the trot. Yep. And then I have to figure out, once they pick up the trot, where is the horse most comfortable with the neck? Do I have to, can I take some contact? I usually put my middle finger between the reins uh, for like a real forward horse. I have my middle finger through the reins and pick up my wrist up to my elbow, up to my uh, like shoulder height, if they are really forward. So then you're kind of simulating a a rider. So you kind of get the neck round and Mm -hmm. then you get them to engage from behind. That's on some. Some don't like that. Like two-year-olds probably won't get the concept. So initially I leave them long and just see what happens. How quick do they pick up the trot? Uh, Do they catch on? Do I have an energetic horse or a lazy horse? And... um, so you adjust it from there. But it's different from horse to horse. It's just you can't read the book and say, oh, this is how it is. No, you have to really definitely look at the horse and and see what needs to be done. But for that, I think it has to go to a, to a enhanced clinic just to figure out the horse and, and maybe show uh, the owner uh, that maybe doesn't have a natural talent, just to see, just to <laughs> maybe figure out what to work on or how to deal with uh, certain houses. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Where would, do you know where people would find, like, how to go to a, an in-hand clinic? Like, I I, I know I know you I and I know one. a few other people. <laughs> well, yeah, it, Emily, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, really. It's me. <laughs> I'm
1: the friend with my babies no, standing I, out with the ex- middle parts. I mean, I just came back from the Oldbrug inspection tour and I actually, I mean, most people don't do them. They they just don't get offered really. I mean, I know, and I shouldn't be plugging myself, but I think I would actually give them just because I think there is a need. There's just a need to maybe let people know this is how it's done. So I will probably offer some this year uh, or uh, maybe the end of this year and, and next year I will somehow try to organize some in hand clinics and free yeah. jumping too. I mean, it's just these things, these things that you just can't do at home alone that you need a certain set for, yeah. you know, a setup. Yeah. But I think there is a need for it. I Believe me. Well,
2: I've, and I've been
1: having... I've this past week.
2: Yeah, after yeah. this past week when you went pr- farm yeah. to farm, I saw yeah. him in between.
0: Nobody's doing it
1: right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it and, could be done better. I mean, that's a
1: common sense is lacking sometimes and yes, when you, yes. Go, you go somebody's gonna get hurt if it's not yep. the horse the the somebody and you just need people to catch on and if some people need a clinician to tell them this these are the points that you need to uh watch out for then maybe there's a need for it
2: well it so. is there is a, it's a niche it's a technique and i mean we take riding lessons right so why right. don't we take in hand lessons you know um and the I know, jumping. Yeah. yeah. And I worked with you guys in the jump shoot for the Young Horse Show series. And that's an art all in itself, you know, knowing when to push the horse, when to back off. Right. Um, you watch a spy coast horse come in and you're like, nope, don't need to push that one. And you just yeah, sit there right. with your thumb up your bum and you're like, da 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 da, because it knows its job. And, <laughs> right. um, and then there's other ones but that I've never of them seen. Don't. Yeah, they don't have
0: opportunities to even jump at home like that. I mean, people now, more people now have round pens. a lot of the jumper people and they're starting to do some of it in there, but, but yeah, you, you on a straightaway, a jump shoot like that, they don't get to train so much.
1: If if you have a covered arena or uh, something where the fence isn't high enough. And then if you have more jumpers or, or jump oriented offspring, the setup, I mean, yeah. It's oh. just difficult. Well I don't have yeah.
2: I got one ready for last year when I came down and or up, I guess now, uh and saw you guys in tryon and yeah. to set it up, it was it was a very ghetto setup <laughs> that we did yeah, but, where we you know, we not
1: Dave you know your horse, you know.
2: Yeah. And you just set up like a, a little grid and, and everything and just again, you don't wanna overschool it because they can get a bit dull. Um But your horse and,
1: came came very well prepared so <laughs> <yeah>. well
2: <However, laughs> prepared well prepared but, well prepared, you know, but the but feed bucket do. was in the wrong spot so he like stopped mid-oxer to yeah, look at the feed bucket the catch bucket well, there was so, the food. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny like, not a bad quality i'm like outside and i'm like i don't want to be that person but i'm like move the feed bucket please <laughs> that's funny I,
1: the peak, that's
2: <laughs> at least a 45 degree angle turn like ooh, food you That's know, so cause they, funny. what's really nice at the young horse show. And I think they do it a lot of jump shoots. Like, so you, you kind of walk them in and then trot them up and let them go right before the placing rail. Um, unless they know their job, you might let them go a little bit, uh, sooner or later, depending on the horse. But then they have someone at the end with a bucket of grain that catches the horse um, just so that it's, there's always a reward at the other side. So it kind of gives the horse incentive one yeah. to, to make it to the other side. And two, it keeps the handler safe so that, you know, there's a stopping point and the horse yeah. doesn't barge past cause it, cause it can get very exciting. The horses are like, woohoo, oh, I just yeah, jumped yeah. through that. Totally. and uh it's always so much fun uh being in the in the ring with Klaus when you're doing that cuz he talks to the horses and he's hilarious. He's like, "Oh, you're so good. Oh, you, papa."
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> you got to suck up at the right time. I mean, that's yeah. that's, <laughs> that's great.
2: He'll he'll whisper sweet nothings. He's like, "I'm so proud of you. I'm <laughs> so <laughs> proud of you."
0: <laughs> that's so funny. That's amazing though when they do get out there and jump get to free jump and get it's such an exciting time. It's when they're at that age, to see what they so have much inside fun. of them,
1: it yeah,
2: is, yeah, so much fun. I mean, it doesn't always give you an indicator of exactly what they're going to jump, no. but it at least gives you an indicator of what their natural instinct is. Yeah, yeah. But also and you at can the end all-
1: of the day, they make it off the property, and they have to do something. I yeah. mean, if if nothing else, they made it off the property, and they did something, whether it's jumping or you just a flat class, whatever, and it's. Like the young horse show, especially, it's a nice, safe and uh, happy environment for the most yep. part. And uh, it gets exciting sometimes. But so far, you know, because there's no pressure, really. If you can't make to the ring because of something, you show up a little bit later and it's fine. So, yeah, I think that, that show is actually perfect for the young horses. But yep. um, yeah, I think it's just good to get them off the farm.
0: Well, I would definitely go to a clinic if there was one available in South Florida. That's really interesting. I think a lot of people would. That's a great idea. Yeah,
1: I maybe have to see what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would we'll dec- have I would to, do
2: it. maybe you'll do a Florida tour, come to Ocala, I'll set you up. I'll mm-hmm. find some someone, someone around here has to have an enclosed arena. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. <Yeah. laughs> um, you no, know, I mean, it's, the
1: clinic can be in hand and then pre-jumping, whatever, yeah. can be combined. And this is a bunch to do. And even for young handlers that would like to learn it, you know, it's, yeah. No, I yeah. think I I definitely saw a need last week for that service. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> now you really know. It's fresh in your mind.
1: Oh, no, it is. Uh, I know. I'm glad you called. No. <laughs> so. Yeah, you can
0: get it off your chest now. We can start start the presses rolling. No. Uh, yeah. Right.
2: Now, Klaus, where can we find you? Like, where can people, if they want to reach out, you're, so you're in Maryland, you're in Chestertown, but you travel yeah. a lot, but where can people reach out to you? Do you have Facebook? What's your social media status? Yeah,
1: pretty much Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I need more followers, apparently, but I'm there.
2: <laughs> We can help with that. Okay. So on your Instagram, <laughs> is it Klaus Shangber or what, what is, no, what is your...
1: The uh, Instagram page is actually KCS Imports, but it's me. (laughs) So,
2: (laughs) yeah. Perfect. (laughs) So people can message you there. You'll get the messages. You're pretty. You're pretty responsive on Messenger. That's kind of how we communicate. Uh, So, um, and. So if people want to sign up for a clinic or host a clinic, they can they can go there. And I know some of the auditors actually have taken some uh, dressage clinics from you. So that's super exciting. So they'll be really excited. Our auditors are like our super listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So they'll be very excited to hear that you're on the show. So thank you so yep. much. Well,
1: thank thank you, you, Klaus.
2: So nice to All meet right. you. Nice to meet you. And I'd like to mention our title sponsor for today's show is Total EquiHealth. At Total EquiHealth. Are you interested in your horse's wellness? Do you know what is in the products you feed or use on your horses? At Total EquiHealth, we have sought out and selected quality products that aid in their fitness and health and benefit their performance. The products we carry aren't just for the elite sport horse, but for every horse with a health conscious owner. Be sure to check out our rider section as well. Check, it out, check us out today at TotalEquiHealth.com. And I'm going to do our Equidu Moment highlighted product. And if you like what you see at TotalEquahealth.com, you can use the code HRN for 10% off anything at the store. Um, So we are going to highlight, we've talked about it on the show before, um, the S Equestrian Show Shirt. So, Emily... I am yeah. going to do a review on your show shirt. Oh, um, I love this. This is, a, <laughs> this is a fun, fun surprise. This is, this is why I did not put it on the show notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, sneaky. you're very <laughs> <I'm>, sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. Everyone thought I just wasn't prepared <laughs> and maybe <laughs> I'm not, but nobody will we'll know. never know. Um, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> so Emily and I have behind the scenes have partnered and I am now carrying her show shirt on the website. Um, Your show shirts are by far my favorite show shirts. Oh, I'm so glad you're
0: so cute in them, too. And
2: it's a genuine, like, I, you know, yes, I know who you are, and I love supporting people that I know and small businesses, things like that. But, like, genuinely, It's my favorite. I wouldn't even say show shirt. If I could have a a shirt for every day, I'd probably wear your shirt every day. Except for I'm a filthy animal and get dirty in the barn. So maybe not wearing it every single day is a good idea. They are white, unfortunately. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) are all of us dirty people. Though, I will say they wash and the stains come right out. Um, I love
0: that you're wearing them. (laughs) I love that so much. I knew you were wearing the the short sleeve and then you got some long sleeve.
2: And, and then I, started
0: carrying them at the tag I, store. I've
2: I've stolen one of the long sleeves. I've stolen my own inventory. That's um, awesome. <laughs> but um your like so I actually did a review on um there's the auditor Snapchat that we have going on and I did a review for them uh, on your show shirt because I was oh, wearing cool. them the other wearing it the other day. And so I'll be honest, I thought the material cuz when you first get the shirt, I you know, it's slightly a thicker ish material. And I was like, Oh, I'm really worried about it being in the Florida heat, this and that. And I wore, that's why when you're asked if I wanted the short sleeve or the long sleeve, I said, I want a short sleeve. And so I was wearing that one. But what I noticed is when I sweat, I immediately am dry afterwards. And, um, so when I wore the long sleeve, I've been like so apprehensive because, you know, I, I don't like wearing long sleeves. I don't like feeling like I'm sweating and like drenching my shirts. So when I show, I usually only show in short sleeves and I wore your long sleeve because you sent me a bunch. They're my new favorite thing because I was no hotter. I was actually cooler because it protected me from the sun and I was immediately dry afterwards. And that's
0: so awesome.
2: The other show shirts that I have that are long sleeve, they're lighter weight material feeling, but they like the sweat sticks to you and it's just there. And then you're like, by the end of the day, you're just drenched.
0: Yeah. And, and it just continue to be drenched.
2: And, yeah. And then when you like, you somewhat dry, but there's like this slimy feeling. Yes. And your shirts don't give you that slimy feeling. And the other thing that I absolutely love about it is your collars are tall enough. They're not like these oh, short yeah. little tiny collars like they're the ones yeah. that actually protect you from the sun. Yeah. Um so you know that and like they're just very classic looking but they're also I had someone compliment me at the horse show the other day or I guess it was a couple like a couple weeks ago now. Um and they're like that's a shirt you could wear out in public and people wouldn't know that that's a horse shirt. You know, you could like put it with jeans and style it and kind of look like you just w- are wearing a nice like quarter button type shirt, and your buttons are so easy. And like I know, I know that like you know, I f- I feel like I'm like oh, you're it's yours. Like I'm trying to t- no, this is a genuine uh, review. Like the buttons on I the sleeves, that. the buttons on the sleeves. Like I always have a hard time doing up the long sleeves, you know, because I'm not amidextrous and yeah. doing the the left hand buttons. They snap on so easily and then they pop off like so you don't get stuck in your shirt because I don't know.
0: I know. There's I, like
2: a restricted panic feeling. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And you yes. take <laughs> them off and you're like, I'm stuck. I'm yeah, stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck. I'm yeah. stuck. And uh, you just like grab panic. the corner and go pop. And then you're like, oh, I'm not stuck anymore. Yeah. <gasps> and nothing uh, broke either. <laughs> so um, I highly recommend their SPF 50, um, which is why I started – Carrying them because it's a little bit more along the lines of being health conscious. You know, you can wear them, keep the sun off of you. They look nice just by themselves. You put them with your show jacket, with the buttons. It's just a really classy, like looking, you know, you just look really nice. Um, So I highly recommend it for people who not only show, but the people that don't show, like if you're riding around in the summer heat, just to protect yourself. uh, I've become a lot more... Conscious being down in Florida because the UV index is is a little bit higher down here, or at least it feels like it is. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, skin cancer is a thing. And we, we do need to be uh, health conscious being out in the sun, which, you know, being an outdoorsy type hobby that we do you need to cover yourself up when you can with something. And this way you're staying cool, you don't get slimy feeling, you look nice, and you can walk into a show ring and look professional. So hands down. I love that. My my new favorite uh item to wear.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you for the good review. I really appreciate it. And I know that I know that you've tried them and you've been working them schooling and at the show. So you're yeah speaking from experience
2: experience and that's the one thing that like you know i want to reiterate about the the retail store at total echo health is almost everything that i carry you know Mm -hmm. maybe i haven't tried everything in that line but i have tried a lot of it and and i believe in it which is why i'm carrying it you know i'm not just carrying it because i'm like oh well it it'll sell or it's it's good quality you know this one thing's good quality like the the brand itself has to speak to me and has to be high quality and something that I really want to stand behind. Otherwise I'm not, I'm not interested in carrying it. So, um, you know, all the, all the lines, uh, really, I I use them all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that does make you unique. Absolutely. And you have really good, I had, I tried your fly spray that you carry and uh, I mean, you have to be able, you have to ride and be in a a uh, public environment at times or, or a place where there's going to be a lot of flies to test this out to know really, I mean, there's like, wh- I mean, good Lord, the, the rack at Tacaria it's like an entire line of fly sprays and you're like, you have to try them all yeah. to know, which is really effective. And you've done all that, which is yeah. so you, you take the guesswork out for the <laughs> shopper.
2: <laughs> that was, that's one of my goals is to, you know, and to just help educate. And that actually is a great segue. So Emily, yes, we are transitioning the podcast. Yeah. So we are going to transition the podcast from sales and breeding. And actually, you already know this, but I like you're excited. Yay. Uh, (laughs) I am excited about it. Like you didn't know. (laughs) Um, But we are transitioning from the sales and breeding to the podcast is now going to be called The Total Equal Health Podcast, uh, and it's going to entail horse health, fitness, um, wellness, you know, reviewing products like this, um, but also rider health and wellness. Um, so, you know, I've taken a huge... Um, Interest in rider, health and fitness since Covid actually hit, you know, we were all locked up, and I was like, well, what am I gonna do with my life? Like <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Um, and I like to stay busy. So I actually started to take my personal fitness a lot more seriously because, you know, I was starting to jump some bigger fences on these really powerful creatures. And you know, just simple things like my coach would be like, you know, sit up a little taller. Like, why aren't you sitting up taller? Put your heels down, you know, lift your chin. And I was like, I am, or at least I thought I was. (sighs) And then I was like looking back on it and I was like, well, if I'm not strong everywhere, like I'm riding strong, you know, I could ride 15 horses in a day and not be tired, but I wasn't whole body strong. Yeah. And once I started to take my fitness and I, you know, I, Worked my core a little bit more. um, Well, a little bit more. I actually worked it um, in in a different way than just riding and got the whole actual core strong and and things like that. And then my upper body position wasn't a problem. I I didn't even have to think about it. Um, So there is something to be said about, you know, having uh, stability muscles that surround your riding muscles to just help you be fit and stay out of the way of your horse. Like you don't have to be ripped to ride a horse, but you do have yeah. to be stable.
0: Yeah. You have to have a good core. You have to be, st- <clears throat> excuse me, stable. And it is so much a balance thing, but to have the good balance, you have to have like those supporting cross training muscles. Like you're talking about same, like we flat the horses a certain way so that they can jump in a different way. Yeah. But we have to, I noticed the same thing when I'm, when I'm, I, <laughs> I tell myself because the gym is not always available. I'm always riding my best when I'm also doing the waters. I need to <laughs> dump the buckets and picking the, bu- I think just the cumulative behavior, picking up so many buckets really was yep. working my core. And yeah, as, as an adult, that's what I would always tell myself. Whenever you get a horse, you're jumping bigger jumps, make sure that you take over bucket duties as well <laughs> together. That is your cross training, but it I is it. It's the side muscles and all of yeah. that. And then you can stay uh, following, but out of the way and strong in a supportive, safe position, which is I like you're saying with the heels down. Yeah. But it's so elusive.
2: Well, and, and it is. And you know, it, I think, you know, everybody's goals are different. Like not everybody wants to jump, you know, quite as high as we do or, right. you know, somebody wants to, you know, just trail ride. Well, but like there, there's certain things that you can't anticipate when riding a horse, you know, like my worst injuries, riding horse wasn't actually falling off. It was trying to stay on and not having the musculature to actually stay on, you know, like, so then I'm using my back a little bit more, and then pulling my back muscles because they're not strong enough to actually withstand, you know, when that horse spun. And and who's to say that, you know, I wouldn't have still tweaked my back. But I will say the more I'm, one, stretching my hip flexors and doing a lot of uh, core exercises, my back pain has gone down by, I would say, 90%. Wow and and that's literally i've not changed you know okay i see a chiropractor semi regularly um you know i'm i'm see a massage therapist maybe twice a year you know things like that to kind of keep keep me loose you know my horse sees it like <laughs> twice a month but me on the other hand i don't i don't see those those people quite as often but just training my core stretching and i'm all of a sudden you know, not hitting the Advil bottle quite as, uh, heavily as I maybe (laughs) once was, (laughs) which Um, is
0: good. That poses its other health risks.
2: Exactly. Well, and so, and that's the thing is like, you know, at total Health, like we're trying to be a healthier person, um, and, and have healthier horses. Let's avoid or stretch out our vet visits, you know, a couple extra months if we can. Um, So that's the idea. So the whole idea is we're going to get on uh, nutrition specialists for humans and horses. Uh, We're going to have training tips for humans and horses, you know, just all encompassing overall health and wellness for us and our equine companions. I love so. the new
0: topic. I, I think it's great. And it's going to be hugely helpful to lots of riders and horses together. As the riders get stronger, the horses, I know they've done studies on it, on balance, not necessarily strength the tack, but the balance and keeping the horses sounder.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. And And on top of it, you know, what I've learned is really taking my fitness. Okay, and I'm not ripped by any means. Like, you know, (laughs) I still use my 10 pound dumbbells and, you know, do this and that. But like just having stability muscles and just working the whole body. I've also learned a lot about, you know, how I feel after I've exercised. And it's made me more compassionate for my horses as well. Um, so when I'm like, no, I really need to get in and work your core. Okay, I'm going to work your core today, but tomorrow we're going to trot on the buckle. And, you know, and I'm not going to ask you to use your back or your core quite as much. We're just going to do like a little bit more of a cardio. Let's do, you know, trot sets instead. Um, and and then we're going to do this. And like, and just being a little bit more compassionate to their fitness and how they're feeling and then also setting goals for the horse like okay we're going to jump in this class what do we need to do and work backwards from there to get them fit enough to do that
0: yeah Um, and sometimes people not knowing different trainers riders whoever is in charge of the management of the horse they by not keeping the horse strong and also factoring those rest days or what the overall program is, the ebb and flow of it, they can create or, or, I mean, kind of create, uh, or allow to happen behavioral issues that are actually related to fatigue, muscle soreness. Yep. You know,
2: alternating is so important, like you're saying. Exactly. And then you don't have to go see the vet quite as often. I know, right. (laughs) You know, so you're, If, if you're a little bit more conscious and like my biggest thing, I was talking to someone the other day about it is like sometimes just finding the right program that works one for you in your fitness journey, one that works for your horse and his fitness, his or her fitness journey, whatever that may be. Um, but sticking with that program and not bouncing around, it's the bouncing around and the, the, um, inability to, you know, Keep track of of your goals and your, you know, logging your fitness and staying present during that whole time um, is really, I think, what hinders like what you're just saying, it hinders um the ability to track then you're getting muscle fatigue you're not listening to the body quite as much and things like that and that's really why like diets i think actually work for people like uh, you know in a way it's like it's actually just creating a format yeah for someone to follow so we're going to actually offer also along with this podcast like total Equal health is going to offer tiktoks um with you know tri- training tips, uh, exercise stuff, exercise programs. Um, I'm becoming a certified personal trainer and certified nutritional coach. Um, nice. so we're going to, we're going to offer all the things. Um, and then, you know, obviously I can't do <laughs> horse nutrition. I mean, I could, but <laughs> I don't have enough hours in the day. So <laughs> we're going to leave that to someone else, but I have a, a good friend who's, a a. Uh, private consultant for nutritional uh, needs for the horses. And she's done a lot of uh, consulting with supplements and feed brands and things like that. And she's going to come on the show and talk about equine nutrition, um, what to look for in supplements and things like that. And it's, it, I think the whole thing's going to be really exciting.
0: Oh, it's going to be hugely helpful. There's such a huge group of folks that ship in to trainers for lessons or train with a certain trainer at a horse show or an event, and they they are trying to do whatever the trainer's program is, but they're not really realizing that because they keep their horse at home or they're the one that's riding it the majority of the time, if it's boarded, they may be that what the trainers see is just a snapshot. The person that owns the horse and is doing as in primary care of the management is in control of the, pro- like the trajectory, the overall yeah. plan, the program. And so they think, Oh, well, and Krasinski told me to do oxer or combinations or something at the last clinic. And they, and, and ride in a certain way, but they're not realizing what they're doing is carrying so much weight at home. Yeah, that's just a little snapshot. So, yes, and maybe correct. But in order to get there, you need to do A, B and C and cross train and not do it every day, etc. I think it's going to be great for for the average horse owner to be able to handle some of this stuff at home correctly.
2: (sighs) Well, and so leading into that, we have to close out the show, we have our fitness tip of the day. And so kind of what I brushed on earlier, uh, talking about my lower back pain and and stuff like that, which I think is really kind of a chronic horse rider (laughs) problem. (laughs)
0: Totally. (laughs) I'm like feeling my back when you're talking about it. She's like,
2: Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, I think I need to go pop an Advil real quick. (laughs) Um, and, and things like that and whatnot. So I want to, just quickly uh, brush up on what the lumbo pelvic hip complex is. So the lumbo pelvic hip complex is the lower back, pelvis, uh, abdomen, and hips, which is, aka, the core. Okay. So the LPHc is an important anatomical structure because it connects the upper and lower half of a person's body, which increases strength, stability, flexibility. Um, of the LPHC is important for improvements in health, sports performance, and prevention of injuries because, and I, this is what I want to emphasize, an unstable core limits the ability of the limbs to properly produce force stability, thus predisposing an individual to back and hip pain, okay? So, I want you to listen to that again and again and again, Okay. This is important. <laughs> this is very important people. Um so stretching your hip flexors uh, having what people like to call happy hips. Um so what I do when I stretch and I do this before I exercise and after I exercise and when I'm watching TV um like cuz We like to create excuses for ourselves, and when I say we, I like to create excuses Mm -hmm. for myself (laughs) of why I can't work out. Oh, I'm at the barn too late. I, you know, have this to do. I have that to do, and whatever. But like, I always find time to watch a tiny bit of TV, right? So why can't I be stretching while I'm watching the TV or playing on my phone or you know whatever I do right before I go to bed? Um, You don't need to stretch for an hour. Five minutes will do, you know, at least you're doing something. um I really like uh, pigeon pose where you have your front leg, you know, kind of okay, front leg. So we'll, this is going to be very, <laughs> I only difficult.
0: just got that. That sounded great. <laughs> that sounded totally acceptable. <laughs> point, I started to picture it in my head. I thought,
2: mm. like, Something's huh. wrong. <laughs> front leg. <laughs> the left to the right. <laughs> That's the front leg. <laughs> so we're going to go where we have our left leg in front of us, kind of tucked, and then our right leg is kind of straight out back behind us, okay? So um it's and go to my TikTok, which will be to- total aqua health, and I'm going to do a video on this right after I record this because I'm not explaining it very well. Um but it's, um, and then you sit upright, you can also lean over, I alternate between like leaning over, I'll play on my phone while I'm doing it. And then I sit upright. Um, and I'm really stretching that right hip uh, out back behind me. When I first started doing it, I could not get my lower or uh, my right leg back behind me, I it was kind of like out to the side. And that's fine. You know, it's at least you're the stretching hips are something where
0: right? <laughs> yeah. the hips are square and, and then the right leg is back. One leg is back straight back. Yep.
2: Yeah. Okay. so one leg is straight back. The other one's kind of tucked out like mildly in front of you. So the left one's tucked out kind of mildly in front of you, like underneath you. And then the right one's straight back and then you'll alternate. So then your right leg will be kind of out in front of you and then your left leg straight out behind you. Um, And this is really stretching your hip flexors, um, getting it uh, out out and really kind of underneath, just really creating a little bit more mobility. Um, The other thing that I do uh, while I'm stretching is then I take the front leg and I'll put it straight out in front of me. So the, the, what we're now doing our left leg straight out in front of, in front of us and our right leg at a 90 degree angle kind of behind us. Um and it that's stretching one both hip flexors but at a different uh, angle. It's a it's kind of a more of a common dancer's stretch, um. But it's really creating that mobility in the in the hips. And again, you're not going to get that front leg straight out in front of you the first time. I mean, if you do, then you're extremely <laughs> <expectations>. flexible. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Your um, expectations. But you know, and you just breathe through the stretch and just kind of do that for 15 seconds. You know, work into 30 seconds push the stretch a little bit but don't push it like if it hurts like for too long don't do bit. it yeah because you're going to yeah. overstretch things and and start to rip things um and then one of my stability core exercises that I like to do is um it's called <laughs> everyone loves when i say this it's the dead bug so <laughs> i i don't do core exercises like i don't okay i've i've done the occasional sit up and and stuff like that but I find when I do sit-ups, I actually tend to use – when I was really weak in my core, I would use my back muscles to overcompensate for my – like the inner core muscles – And then I'd be, again, really sore in my back. So instead, I do a lot of exercises where I'm laying on my back so I can't engage those muscles. Um, And I've found for me, at least personally, it works really, really well. And so you'll lay on your back. And if you need to find your neutral pelvic position, you kind of roll your back and rock back and forth so that you're finding that flat back so you don't end up arching your back too much. Um, And then Cause that is how you can engage your, your back muscles is that arch. So you'll, you'll roll your back, find that neutral pelvic position. So it's flat on the ground, hold your arms straight up. Okay. And then your legs straight up at a 90 degree angle. And then you're going to alternate where you do a heel tap. You bring your heel down to the ground. So your left heel and your right arm is going to go back and touch the ground above your head straight back. Okay. And then you're going to alternate and you're going to do your right leg straight down and your left arm straight back. Um, And then everything kind of comes back to center and then you just keep alternating. Um, And you'll want to put that into sets. Usually typically you want to do three sets of something. Um, You can start with just two and, and just do it where you start with like 10, 10 reps in a set Um, and then go to your next one. But I find that that it'll make your core burn. It sounds very simple.
0: No, it's, it's, yeah, (laughs) it sounds, it's, that's hard.
2: Do you do them at the same time or you do left side set and then right side set? Or I I alternate. So I'll go like, so I'll do my diagonal pairs and then straight up to center and then other diagonal pair. Gotcha. And then I count each, um, each count i do one of each side so okay. like if i start with my left heel tap and i usually go in kind of in line with my heel taps um so i'll go like left one right one left two right two left you know like and just keep counting up um and you know that's I usually- hard <laughs> It you know, and, like, you can do it where, like you don't have to go straight leg down. you can also like keep your legs bent and just tap and right. and there's so many modifications, but, like that, plus a few other core exercises, are kind of my go- to, and you'll be yeah. amazed the burn you feel that you wouldn't feel at least personally for me, like I don't feel with like sit- ups because I yeah. can overcompensate with yeah, other yeah. you can like almost pull yourself up with the legs, especially if you're riding fit yeah. <laughs> Totally. And so, I don't know. I think it's a, well, you know, at least something fun to start with.
0: Yeah. And it's like not, I, I like it because it's not super uh, concussion and wear and tear on the joints. Yeah.
2: Well, I can't do that. Like, I literally will be so achy the next day if yeah. I like jump around a bunch and do stuff. I do a lot of stuff on my back I because. Love that. <laughs> because That's I'm lazy the, and No,
0: it's, <laughs> I, I mean, I have with the, with the limes, I get some uh, inflammation in my knees, which I didn't used to have. So it's not really like injury related, but it's still very bothersome and can be painful. Uh, I, I, and a lot of people, riders end up having different difficult knees as they get older, but I love yep. that, that you can be on your back and not have, it, it can do the opposite of the concussion of the riding.
2: Well, it's interesting you say that about the limes because it's, I think, typical in horses is they get a lot of joint pain as well and inflammation in the joint pain when they have limes too. Yeah. So, and that's also something that I want to talk about on the show is like, you know, maybe go a little bit more in depth with your journey, um, other people's journeys through health, health concerns and things like that and what they've had to do. So, um, you know, I think... I think this is really exciting. I don't know. I'm really excited. It's going to help a lot of
0: people. I'm excited. And if nothing else, we are going to learn a lot and we shall be healthier and fitter. (laughs) I think everyone else will too, though.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Well, and, you know, I'm a geek about this sort of stuff. So, like, you know, it, the, the exercise part of it, horse and rider, like my horses, like I have, like, I watch how they work their backs when I lunge them in certain things and like do stuff. And I'm like, okay, you're not working this muscle. So how do I get you to work this muscle? And I just isolation, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) but that's what makes them jump better. I think that's why you have such, such success with your young horses and bringing them along and now jumping in the bigger classes Yeah, It comes down to management and that's at home and that's all this cross training and stuff. I love it. I can't wait.
2: Well, perfect. Well, Emily, where can the listeners find you? Y'all can find me on
0: Facebook, Emily Wood, which I do keep updated and my Instagram, which is Stella farm LLC for horse sales, shopping, whatever I have or agenting. And of (laughs) course the clothing line is ECE equestrian co.com also on facebook as equestrian apparel
2: and it's also on totalequahealth.com oh yeah. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> and Duh. no just shameless plug um, <laughs> you can find me personally on Facebook at Kayla Benny um, I have my riding and sales at Selkuth Sport Horses or at Total Equal Health um, on Facebook TotalEqualHealth.com SelkuthSportHorses.com I don't know that Selkuth is updated I think it still says that I'm a resident of Maryland but uh, we'll get that changed and uh, you can also find us on TikTok all all of the things um, so we're, we're at wherever you you want to search, just search my name or Total Equal Health and you'll find something, I'm sure. Um, And you can find the links to today's guests and show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search Horses in the Morning. And you can have all the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And thank you to Emily for being the most spectacular co-host and Uh. to our title sponsor total equi health visit total dot health.com and remember riding like life doesn't need to be perfect to be wonderful and give your horse a pat after every single ride see
0: you soon guys